0: Hey, guess what it is? Well, this is a bonus track. How about that? This is basically the section or the track where we talk about all the stuff we didn't get to talk about in the last episode. How you doing, Joseph?
1: I'm doing good. This is so we are recording this the day after the Buzzcocks um, episode was published. And obviously, you were around for the recording of that. But, um, you have now. This is the first time I've talked to you since uh, since you've had a chance to listen to the actual edited version. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about that episode? I
0: you, know, you know I I really enjoyed it. Um, it's interesting because I, I I feel like there was a lot of like we spent a lot of time talking, um, and I I don't know how long the actual recording was, but. I feel like you edited it really well I I <laughs> came out really happy with the finished product and, and it, 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 I'm amazed every time that we fit within like an hour and 20 something minutes or so, you know so
1: yeah well we we cut out a, a lot um, because once again it was a it was a great episode there was a lot of stuff to talk about and so I i i had to cut out a lot some of that will well actually a little bit of it we'll listen to in this uh bonus track episode and then some of the, the like the extended interview with will about his podcast which which is very interesting and definitely worth listening to we will get to sometime soon yes um so yeah i think it went well this is this is going to, uh, to a certain degree, this episode is going to be the Will Westerkow appreciation episode. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I right. think I think it was uh, um, really refreshing to have him on. Uh, he had a lot of interesting things to say about the Buzzcocks. It was great to um, do a deep dive with somebody who was more enthusiastic and more knowledgeable about the uh, about the band than we were although we are fairly enthusiastic yeah, about yeah. about Buzzcocks we're we weren't talking about our all-time favorite punk band where uh Will was so right. um I really really enjoy it. and and so so we had this whole long interview about his pod- podcast that that we had to edit down for time and then when once we stopped recording we spent another 45 minutes just talking with just him ta- because because yeah. he's such a great guy and well that that was pretty
0: that was pretty yeah. interesting to me because after we're done with all the all the you know the business uh, yeah. talk He, you know, he's like, so how do you guys meet? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Where are you from? It turns out that Will and I are from the same town. Like, we basically (laughs) grew up in the same town. You know, uh, talking later about it, I have a friend who lives uh, in the town I live in now. And she's also from our old neck of the woods. And uh, she's about his age. And she's like, you know what? I bet we know some of the same people. She goes, I bet you know, because she and I know the same people. She says, yeah, I bet you know the same people. And I'm like, I bet we do. We should, we yep. should like touch base again. <laughs> yep. It's kind of, it's just weird.
1: Yeah. So, um, what Buzzcocks has been stuck in your head for the last week?
0: Oh, well, um, you know, kind of all of it, to be honest. Um, I have, i have gone back and played their first album again another three or four times i think since Mm -hmm. since we recorded so um but it's i mean it's just good stuff i it was kind of cool to listen to will talk about you know he loved like the same albums that we loved in fact as you know you guys will listen to to in the buzzcocks or have listened to in the buzzcocks episode um our number two favorite album like all three of us had the same favorite album and I thought that was kinda nice. You know, it was just kind of cool to, to connect yeah. on, on that yeah. on that plane.
1: Yeah. Well my my brain decides has decided a long time ago that it hates me when it comes to music. So it's always for me, it's always the songs that I like the least that got uh-huh. stuck in my brain. <laughs> so I had for the last several days, I've had uh, Dingle songs stuck oh, no. in my head. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, he, he did do some, Steve Diggle did do some good stuff. Uh, he had some good songs. Of course, most of the songs we talked about of his were not, were not good songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, I thought it might be fun to actually listen to a little segment that, um, that we recorded with Will that we had to cut out for time. Um, this was when we were talking about uh, the first album that the Buzzcocks released after they reunited. Uh-huh. So that was the album called Trade Test Transmission. Uh, so, um, I thought it might be fun to just listen back to that. I thought it was a fun little conversation that wasn't essential to, you know, be included in an episode about buzzcocks, but, um, but fun to listen to. So let's, uh, let's take a little listen right now. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a bit of a, uh, Podcasting you no know, no, know. and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a conversation with Will about a song that we're not going to listen to.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so Will, the song that you chose off this album, which we we unfortunately don't have time to feature, but have you noticed an uncanny resemblance between this song and Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You"? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. I have not noticed that, <laughs> um, but now I really wish
0: we were listening to the song.
1: <laughs> um, well, maybe at the end, if I get a chance to, to to stick it in, but I mean, it was so much so that I went and looked it up going like, who, who influenced who? And this actually came out a year before um, the Myra Carey song. So it doesn't seem likely to me that Mike Carey was a, was a big Buzzcocks fan. <laughs> so probably it's probably, not. probably just a total coincidence. But it's a little, uh, at some point, I promise our listeners, at some point, if it's not this episode, it'll be some other time, we will play the two songs back-to-back back and you can judge for yourself.
0: yeah. So, there, there needs to be, like, an overlay, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with Mariah Carey and, and Buzzcocks.
1: <laughs> so First of all, I'd like to point out that um, I am not practiced at saying Mariah Carey.
0: <laughs> oh, good job. Is, you did it right that, that time.
1: <laughs> that, is, that is obviously an artist that doesn't come up much in my conversations. Um, so... Obviously, we have to play those two songs back to back. Now, I've um, I've been, since that conversation, I went back and actually listened to the songs back to back. And I think mm-hmm. you have a couple of times too, right? Yeah, I have. And um, so I'm not as, I think it was more more of a leap in my brain that for some reason, what, the first time I heard the Buzzcock song, I I just leap to that song so there's enough similarities but when you listen to it like back to back I don't think we're talking like lawsuit similar but it still has the same flavor to I, it a I, little bit
0: you know I, I listened to it even just a few minutes ago and, and my mind was still blown I'm, I'm sorry I've heard that Mariah Carey Christmas song 10,000 times <laughs> each time I've hated it more and <laughs> And the last time I listened to it, it actually sounds like a buzzcock song. <laughs> so, so
1: when when I edit this episode, I'll actually crossfade between the two, and we'll just see exactly how similar they are. Um, you know, as we were talking uh, during the our conversation about this with Will. Um I mentioned that it was that was a song that was co-written by Mariah Carey and someone else. Since then I have looked this guy's name up, so I think it's only fair to give him credit, although I will absolutely for sure murder the the pronunciation um, of his last can, name.
0: It's not Pete Shelley, is it?
1: No, no, it's not. <laughs> It's Walter a fan a or something somewhat close. To that name. yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. What, what's 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 your take on it?
0: I I was gonna say Afanasif, but uh, Okay. But All right. yeah.
1: So so I guess it's a possibility that Walter was a was a Buzzcocks fan and was familiar with that song and it just kind of like in the back of his head was there when they were putting together the the melody because there there are some similarities
0: well, well, if Walter's a super fan, he's probably listening to this podcast. So, um, Walter A., you need to touch base with us, man. Clear up the, clear it up, okay?
1: Okay, so let's uh, let's listen to the cross version, which, of course, I'll have to edit in later so we can't react to it mm-hmm. uh, in real time. But just okay. for our edification, here it is. I thought you were so innocent until I got my opinion. But you think me strange and quite peculiar Let the first appearance move So similar, not similar, you decide. Yeah,
0: I've already decided.
1: (laughs) So going from one uh, Buzz Cox face-off to another. Oh, yeah. um, Let's talk about, and I have actually talked about this a couple of times. Um, However, each time I had to edit out the section because of time limitations so this time we're going to talk about third time's a charm and actually include it in uh an episode so let's talk about the Buzzcock song lipsticks Mm -hmm. lipstick lipstick versus um magazines shot from both sides So these are two songs, two very different songs as far as the songwriting goes, but they both have the exact same guitar riff, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, my understanding is that um, Howard DeVoto came up with the riff and kind of gave it to Pete Shelley or gave Pete Shelley permission to use it but then went and incorporated it into his own song and then released that his song uh, shot by both sides um, before lipstick was released I don't know if it was before or after it was Written, but it was before it was released. So the listening public, at least there in the UK, who was aware that these bands existed at the time, were more f- were f- familiar with "Shot by Both Sides," which was the single off of Magazine's debut album, uh, before the song "Lipstick" came out. So their experience with these two songs might be exactly opposite of mine because I've been familiar with the Buzzcock song for, you know, since I was a teenager. And so hearing Shot by Both Sides for the first time was really jarring because it was like familiar but not familiar like this is this is not in the right place this is not as it should be Um, but I imagine that there are a lot of people in the UK that are exactly the opposite do you have a preference
0: um I you know what I don't Um, yeah Mm -hmm. no I'm on the fence
1: yeah I uh I prefer lipstick Uh And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that that's just what I've known for a large large part of my life. But also, I think on a a slightly, hopefully more objective level, I do feel like it's a a stronger song as far as the songwriting goes. Yeah, I
0: think that's probably true.
1: Yeah, and and also i just i really admire howard devotos um creativity and his storytelling both in the lyrics mm-hmm. and in the way that he incorporates the vocals with the music but his his voice is not i don't find nearly as compelling as at right. beat Shelley. so i i will stick with lipstick i think i i think there's no place in my brain for both songs with the right. and i got to say that that guitar riff is killer it is yeah it is it is one of the, <laughs> the just absolutely classic um punk riffs yeah. so let's uh let's listen to those two songs back to back so that people will have a sense of what the hell we're talking about That they must be the same When it's because it's just what's real When it's given to understand It's exactly what I steal I work my way into the heart of the crowd Work my way into the heart of the crowd I was shocked to find what was allowed I did loser lose so
0: right about the, the Buzzcocks being a, a stronger song um, and mm-hmm. I'm a fan of magazine I like magazine a lot I, I don't mind either song to be honest but uh, it, there's something just you know there's something a little almost intentional about it something just stronger about it
1: mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. I have
0: to say that with the uh, the two epic battles that we've had tonight <laughs> Buzzcocks versus magazine Buzzcocks wins Marat Carey and the Buzzcocks well listeners can decide
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay Uh, let's talk about um our podcast format so (laughs) when we sat down and we decided that we were going to talk about the history of punk post-punk and new wave that was pretty daunting so um when we came up with the format which is we just look at lps um fairly arbitrary decision on our part and but a kind of a necessary one to like manage the unmanageable like keep us sane actually yeah (laughs) how 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 do we talk about the history of three different Genres yeah. of music. Um, Buzzcocks al-
0: Buzz alone. If we had, you know, covered <laughs> covered both yeah. EP and LP, we'd be yeah. still doing the Buzzcocks stuff.
1: Yeah. So we we have um, over the last year, we occasionally get a comment from a listener, you know, saying, "Hey, you should really talk about this EP. Or you should really talk about <laughs> that." And it's just, uh, w- we don't. Uh, We are not making a statement about the quality or the relevance of EPs and the Mm -hmm. content in in EPs. It's just not our format because we need something that's manageable. Now, having said that, there, of course, are some incredibly important EPs um, that will Pop up just in natural conversation. I mean, you can't, you can't talk about the Buzzcocks without talking about the Spiral Scratch right. EP, right? right? So that has naturally come up in, in um, just in conversation as you're having conversation about the Buzzcocks, about Buzzcocks. I hope yeah. you listeners aren't still playing that that drinking game because you're in for trouble otherwise yep. <laughs> uh, so um, you want to talk about an EP tonight right I, I do host, host, host prerogative
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah. Um, and the, situ- so the situation here was that uh, I think when we did our top 10 favorite punk bands I came out of left field with Patrick Fitzgerald and I remember that that it kind of blew your mind yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and because uh, you'd never heard of him, and yeah. he's been one of my favorites for a long time. But he's, I, I feel like he's punk, but a lot of people will say, well, he's not, not really punk. I, I don't know. I disagree. He's got, a, he's got an interesting sound, but he, I feel like he's definitely punk because of the attitude. So Patrick Fitzgerald is, uh, well, let me, let me put it this way: his, his album, Safety Pin stuck in my heart...
1: Was, EP? Yes,
0: EP. Is, is an EP. And yeah. I actually had totally forgotten that it was an EP, to be honest. But it's got one of my favorite songs on it. And uh, it dawned on me last night that, wow, that came out in January of 1978, and we are heading into October. So <laughs> what did we do? How did we miss this? <laughs> and, of course, you, you cleared it up by saying... Uh, well, that's an an EP, so we're fine, you know.
1: Yeah, I I had a very distinct memory of the night that we recorded that episode and I heard Patrick Fitzgerald for the first time. After we were done, I just went to my spreadsheet and Wikipedia and just, boom, put him in. So I was pretty sure we hadn't missed anything. It was just an EP. So his debut LP comes out in 1979 so we right. will definitely uh spend a lot of quality time with that album Yeah, but um we should talk about uh this ep yeah
0: um the the song that we played during the top 10 punk albums was a song called set we free and it's it's real low key um you know he's got the uh, the working man's interest at heart, and uh, this guy is every bit as uh, as political and and an activist minded as say the Clash. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe even more.
1: So so is Set We Free off of this EP. I, I have it not is. heard this EP.
0: Yeah, Set We Free is is off of the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, I I brought another song to to listen to from the EP. That uh, that I really like. Now, I think most of the songs are pretty uh, pretty activist-minded, pretty politically activist-minded. There might be one or two that aren't, but I might even be wrong about that. At any rate, the the song that I wanted to 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 kind of Exposed to you and to other people was, um, is a tune called Work, Rest, Play, Reggae.
1: The black and white racial disharmony is just a cover story. Concocted to hide the fact that working class people are still being kicked all over the place. Work is nothing but a diversion, something you are supposed to do. According to the rules made up by who a long, long time ago. Slow death tailored to suit you. And it's all been designed to say Let's keep another the fuckers down Rest. I like asleep. this song. I you don't love on. it as much as Set We Free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and frankly, I would not have guessed that both of these songs were off of uh, the same EP. Because mm-hmm. they have... I mean, obviously they're by the same artist, but set we free, even though it's sparse, it sounds it sounds a lot more like produced, like intentional, whereas yeah. this one sounds more like a demo, like a in his bedroom by the seat of his pants demo. Hmm. Which is nice. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with that. Um right. I, I, I just feel
0: like don't it's find. it's got a grassroots
1: feel to it. Yeah, I, I don't find it quite as compelling as set we free now i have intentionally been um avoid well i don't have to avoid his music uh because he is awfully obscure but i i have not i have decided that i'm not going to seek his music out until we come to it um chronologically Uh uh just so that i i can get the full experience of hearing it for the first time in among all of the other music that was being produced at, at the, you know, at that time period, not an experience I can do with like 90% of the stuff we cover. So I'm, I'm excited about, here's an opportunity for, for me to keep that experience, that first impression, like as pure as I can. So I'm, I'm excited about that. He's got a, now, um, it's it's a little unfair to say he's got a real like Billy Bragg um energy because really, it should be flipped around, <laughs> right. right? Because right. because he he came first. But when you know when you say Patrick oh. Fitzgerald and punk, I think of it the same way that like Billy Bragg is punk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: Okay. Next week. Wow. Next week. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Thing, things are flying. Next week, we get a talk about October 1978. So, um, how far are you, uh, through your homework on this one? Have you, have yeah. you listened to all the albums?
0: No, no, oh. I haven't. Um, I mean, I've i i probably have tasted all the albums but i haven't Uh really really gone into them in depth um it's just been a crazy it's been a crazy week uh yeah two weeks
1: Uh, well i i I gotta tell you i am much more excited about this upcoming episode than i was before i started yeah because you know i've been sort of an uh, non-stop broken record about oh the second half of of 1978 gets insanely good which is all true but what i didn't realize because i was just looking at the list of what was coming up what i didn't realize is that like all of the super classic new wave post-punk albums in 1978 they all come out in november (laughs) So when I sat down and looked at October, it was like, uh, oh, I got to wait a little bit more before we get to these albums that I'm so excited about. Um, And there, you know, I knew there was some good stuff coming in October, but every one of the albums that um, we will feature next episode that I was not familiar with. Uh were to one degree well with one obvious exception to one degree or another really pleasant surprises so i'm i am really excited about a couple of these albums i had never heard before
0: yeah Uh, i think uh, i'm in the same boat there are, are probably there are probably three albums off of the off of the episode that i have had never heard and once I started listening to them I, I was like well this is really cool I mean I'm I'm pretty stoked you know I'm excited lots, about it as well
1: yeah yeah lots of surprises for me um, so I can't wait um, I absolutely can't wait so we um, well a month ago when we were wrapping up our I guess it was August and September episode we went out on a mystery cut from one of the bands whose debut album was released in October of nineteen seventy eight. Was that a song that you were familiar with?
0: It 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 was, I'll be honest. Really? Well, no, I'm I, I was I was familiar no, I, I was familiar with the sound, I should say. Okay. Um, I couldn't really pick the song out and tell you who it was or what it was. But uh, I, I it's one of those songs that I must have heard someplace, you know? And
1: and could you have identified the band? No, hell no. Yeah, so that, that was a song um, by The Flies called We Don't Mind the Rave. Um, had never heard of The Flies before. I like the sound of that song. Um, yeah a lot yeah it'll it'll be a fun conversation talk talking about the flies Uh, maybe maybe the flies are a little bit better known over in the UK because they they are a UK band I believe that that
0: that makes me think that you know what I've heard of them must have come from uh, my time with music world radio because mm -hmm. uh, because most of the DJs there were uk djs um and it might have even been something that richard temple himself played on his show so
1: yeah yeah well if you didn't get that um and you're feeling bummed about it uh cheer up because you're gonna get uh, a second opportunity at the end of this episode to identify another obscure band that released an album in october of 1978, yeah. Um, and so uh, I picked the flies. Cut. You're this. You're picking the mystery song this time, right, Rob?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. And and um, it might be easier than the flies. I'm I'm thinking it might be, but uh, you know, no, no yeah. cheating out there, you guys. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we'll see what happens.
1: Okay so but before we do that I would like to mention uh, because with these bonus track episodes uh-huh. I, I, th- I would like to be a little bit more mindful of uh, maybe every episode just mentioning something that's happening happening now that's current that's relevant to the subject matter at hand yeah. uh, so with that in mind um, I would like to draw your attention to a, a new Stranglers single that has just what? been released. Yes. Yeah, so oh. the Stranglers have a new album coming out. It is their 18th album. Now, um, those of you who have been paying attention know, the Stranglers are my number three all-time favorite new wave band. Yeah, but great band. I really don't care for them so much after um Hugh Cornwell left in uh 1990 I believe it was. Right. Uh however, I would say that the music that the Stranglers have been uh putting out for I don't know the like the last 10 years I do like a lot more than the music that they put out in the 90s Uh Uh, so that that first decade after uh, Hugh Cornwell left was really rough in my estimation and I like their stuff a lot better now Um, still pales in comparison to the 70s and 80s stuff but you know what doesn't Um, so I thought it would be nice to listen to their new single um, it is a song called if you should see dave now of course dave is uh uh, in reference to dave greenfield yeah um who died last year i a little over a year ago now due to covid related illness
0: absolutely yeah
1: um it is um uh going to be included on the stranglers 18th album called dark matters um, which is set for release on september 10th and uh, uh, dave greenfield is featured on eight of the album's 11 tracks so that's something we'll definitely keep an eye on and maybe in these these bonus track episodes we can talk more about contemporary releases by old favorites
0: that sounds great well and this is a band that i mean when we covered the stranglers in depth we were like they're still going you know we know that they're going to come out with more music i mean we assume that they would just because they are still very active um good grief man <laughs> that's cool i'm looking forward to that
1: Okay, so let's uh let's get a little taste of um if you should see Dave. And if you should see Dave, say hello. And if you should see Dave, say hello.
0: I was meant to meet him. Before the
1: great beyond And if you should see my friend, say hello and
0: if Yeah, it's it's not quite the stranglers that we know from early in their career, but, um, it's, it's not bad. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about this.
1: Yeah. Well, um, lyrics aside, uh-huh. if, if, if I just heard that song and somebody asked me who, what the band was, right, right. it wouldn't occur to me to guess. Uh, the stranglers it doesn't really sound like the stranglers i think it's a pretty nice song uh how are you you're yeah. kind of liking the song too
0: i, I am i am kind of liking it i i it's got me wondering about the rest of the album
1: yeah uh, you know you what kind of ang-
0: angle they're taking y-
1: y- yeah you know what it it reminds me of um is it reminds me of like 80s um moody blues the uh-huh. kind of yeah um, music, the Moody Blues were were doing in the like mid to late '80s. Okay, oh, so is... we've
0: we've we've uh we've got it worked out. Mariah Carey versus Buzzcocks, Buzzcocks <laughs> versus Magazine, the Stranglers <laughs> versus the Moody Blues. I'm yeah.
1: Right, right. <laughs> All kinds of musical death matches going on in this episode. <laughs> well, Rob, um yeah. Let's wrap this up and you know keep it a mini episode um yeah right uh before we go out on your mystery cut on your little teaser for um what's coming up next episode uh let's i propose that we try something a little bit different okay so so we have had um well i think maybe it's just one listener but but maybe a couple of them i i've kind of lost track say, hey, it would be great if we knew what the albums were that you would be talking about for the next rundown episode right. so so that I, I can listen to them ahead of time to be familiar with them when you talk about them, which is totally valid. I personally don't think that I would consume this podcast that way because I kind of like the surprise of yeah, like yeah. what's in the box. Um and by that, I mean, like, in a Christmas present-y sort of way, not in a um, seven sort of way, <laughs> just to be clear.
0: <laughs> well, um, oh, yeah. What's in the box? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so let's try this. Okay. Um, if we do uh, a bonus episode the week before our rundown episode, we'll, at the end, we, you know, we always fade out in a so- on a song, And then once that fades out for anyone who wants to jump ahead and maybe catch up a little bit on those albums so that they can play along as we go, they can stick around and we will just list all of the albums that we will cover next episode. And if like me, you kind of want a little bit of an element of surprise as you listen, you can just turn it off before we pop back in.
0: So you can either walk away before it happens or you can get the answers to the test afterwards yeah yeah Sounds that's
1: good. another way to look at it <laughs> way to way to confuse things even more Rob yeah <laughs> you got it that's what I'm here for well I, I am I am so excited about recording this next episode because we've got a lot of of albums to discuss that neither of us have ever yeah. heard before, so that's Absolutely. that's always my favorite. I mean, it's it's definitely preferable that they're good surprises rather than disappointments, and um, I, I think there's a lot. There's going to be a lot here to get excited about.
0: Sure, man, I'm I'm excited already.
1: Okay, everybody, we'll uh, talk to you in a week. See ya. I
0: So here's the list of those albums. Japan, Obscure Alternatives.
1: Lynn Levick, Stateless.
0: Penetration, Moving Targets.
1: Saints, Prehistoric Sounds.
0: Ecstasy, Go To.
1: The Flies, Waikiki Beach Refugee.
0: And John Cooper Clark's, oh boy. Uh, You know, it's French. I can't pronounce it.
1: (laughs) The the English translation is, where is the house of cheese? Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the maison
0: de fromage.
1: Okay. Yeah. Much, like a thousand times better than I would ever be able to do.